We have a great topic this week on the podcast. As we all know, Israel is the most successful country in the world at generating startups, but more importantly, in some ways, bringing them to maturity. So we're talking with an expert from Israel who's right at the heart of this. Offer Hakon is an innovation executive. He's an expert in creating business value between startups and corporations. He leverages cutting-edge technologies to make an impact, and I think you'll find this really interesting. This podcast is sponsored by Netzer Digital Onboarding. During these times of COVID and falling sales, digital onboarding is the answer to new customer acquisition. If you are a telco, an MVNO, or an eSIM provider, we have the ideal cloud-delivered solution for you. You can onboard your new customers or business account customers remotely at a fraction of your normal onboarding costs. The Netzer Digital Onboarding Solution will ensure your customer onboarding experience is easy and painless, will integrate with your BSS, OSS systems and with Salesforce, and we meet all regulatory requirements. Contact pat.flynn at netzer.com so we can understand your issues and provide you with the best solution. Welcome to this week's podcast, and we have a great guest this week in Offer Hakon, who is based in Israel. Offer is going to talk about some pretty interesting topics around innovation, particularly corporate innovation. So first of all, welcome to the podcast, Offer. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Right. We're delighted to have you because it's going to be really interesting to get the Israeli point of view, a, a country that's been extremely successful in growing startups into major companies. So so, Offer, I, I understand you're right at the heart of this process of creating business value by enabling startups to work with corporations. And it's quite an interesting process. How does it work? I mean, how do, how do you create business value between startups and corporations? It really starts with connecting to the goals. What do you want to achieve? What kind of business value you want to create? And that's really the focus. That's the North Star that you innovate towards. Okay. And once you have that initial understanding, you can then start to define what kind of innovation you're looking for and build the right model that will accelerate that value creation that you're striving for. So, for example, if you want to create new revenue streams or transform your operation, you can use open innovation um, that would leverage cutting-edge technologies from startup to help you achieve those goals. Okay. And, and beyond the model, it's, it's about concept is to build a portfolio. So it's not just a one idea that's going to be a silver bullet, but it's a set of ideas and projects and it can span from you know quick wins to disruptive ideas which enable you to experiment and learn and see what gains traction, what and validate what makes sense and what will will create the value that you're looking for and then focus on those items within the portfolio that will then create the impact for the corporate, which is what we're seeking. In order to do that, it's so it's it's a, a part science, part art, right? So there's okay. methodology and structure on how you do that, but that's the guidelines. And within those, there's a lot of creativity and a lot of innovation in how you do that in order to create that that magic. And it's really about understanding things from multiple 
aspects, right? It's about looking at things from both technology and business. It's understanding the point of view from the corporate and from the startup. And once you have that holistic understanding and you have a good understanding of what are the goals that you want to create, what are what is the end result that you want to get to, then within those constructs, you can create that magic of corporate and startup collaboration and creating biz, real business value. Okay, that, that's very interesting. So I'm guessing at the heart of this, there's a huge amount of human relations. In other words, you understand the corporate and you understand the people involved in the corporate. You understand the startup and the people involved there. So th- would you would you like to talk about that a little bit? Is that part of your job to understand all these personalities and their needs? You're exactly right there, Pat. Um, it's really about people and it's all about people. It's about creating um, trust. It's about showing value. It's about understanding what are the goals of relevant uh, groups within each organization. And it's really about understanding how you can build a collaboration that is win-win. It's a synergy of the, you know, for, for all sides. So how the corporate create value that leverage the, you know, the technologies of the, of the startup, how the startup can, you know, get access to the corporate's, um, mm-hmm. you know, market access. But at the end of the day, it's really about how you connect people with these new ideas. And there's so much things that, you know, from a, from a innovation standpoint that we're doing, such as storytelling, right? How do you take an idea that could be a little bit, you know, uh, um, out there a little bit at start. How do you take that, give it a life, and then have it spread virally mm. in a way that you don't need to go and pitch that idea to every person within the corporate, right? How do well, I that, tell you a story that yeah. that you get it and then you can, you know, pitch it forward? That's a that's a great way of putting it, offer. So when you say storytelling you're trying to capture people's imagination in the corporate that they get the they get the proposition and they can run with it is is that where you're 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 getting at yeah so it's it's not just their imagination it's if, if when you're bringing a new idea to the table and you know the more disruptive or the more um further out the idea is the bigger the leap it takes from from for people to get on board with it. So mm-hmm. you need to build it in a way that is compelling, that's based on you know, the perspective of your audience, right? Uh, what are the values that you can create? What are the challenges that you need to overcome? What are the resources that you need? But it, if you just put it in a very dry proposition, it might not come across. But if you create an element that has a story to it, that has a much deeper effect and then people can take that story and help you build that idea into reality okay okay and is it it can i ask you is the chicken or the egg question what comes first is it the corporation looking for something or is it a startup or something you're right in the middle of this how do you figure out how it's going to work it's both ways so again it depends on on the corporate and and their mind and 
and then models, right? It, it, it can vary, but at the end of the, but basically it, it can, it can come from both directions, right? It could be, there's new technology out there that in, in the ecosystem, there could be new technology in the ecosystem that would be very relevant for a specific opportunity or challenge within the corporate, but it could also be a specific ask from a, you know, from a business unit that there's a specific i use the word specific like a like a thousand times <laughs> but, well let me give it a let get, me give it a, get what you're going don't worry yeah you're, yeah you're yeah doing... no, but it, <laughs> so so to your question you know in ancient times when you know when when tunnels were dug manually you would how would you dig a tunnel right you start from both sides if you meet at the middle you have a tunnel if you don't you have two tunnels <laughs> so, so, so you can look at it. It's it's a two way street. You can look at it from the inside. What are the challenges, and then go and find the technologies. But it's mm -hmm. also what are the things that are going on outside. What are the new technologies and cutting edge um, ideas and trends that could be leveraged within? And like you said, it's really about trust and people mm -hmm. and value. So if you create that connection and that openness, then that you can have that two-way street in which ideas and innovation mm -hmm. can flow bi-directionally. Let me ask you, is of the startups you deal with, what's their biggest problem with dealing with? I think it's the ideal thing for a startup or a company and in, in grow to have a partner with a big company because you get it routes to market and you can get finance and so on. And obviously there's a, a potential exit at the end of it. Everything works out. So it's, it's a lot of startups have this as a, a goal, not maybe not spoken, but it's a goal. What's their biggest misapprehensions? What's their biggest mistakes in going down this road when they start talking to you or you're trying to get them to fit with a big corporation? So there's there's a few things, but I think one of the things that startups sometimes miss, right, is getting the corporate perspective, how things work within a corporate. You know, the, what is the decision making process? Um, who are the decision makers? Who's who's your customers? Who are your users? And also understanding the scale at which corporations work and the risk management of a corporation. A startup can say, hey, you know what? Well, we'll push out a new version. And if users don't like it, you know, doesn't matter that much because we don't have that many users. Mm -hmm. um, a corporate, you know, with a big, a big brand, if they push something out and people don't like that, that hurts their brand. So there's a lot of things that enable startups to, you know, kind of in Silicon Valley speak, move fast, break things mm -hmm. where a corporate cannot because of its either brand or sometimes because of regulations or, mm -hmm. you know, other things that, that the corporate, you know, needs to take into consideration. So, okay. So Alfred, that's a great insight. And there's two different mindsets there. You've been at the heart of this. You've seen this. How do you manage it? I mean, is it just a bit of luck or can you make things work better? So like, for any new venture or you know innovation related activities, my my take is that you need to manage it as a, like a portfolio. You don't really know 
which idea or project is going to be that unicorn that makes mm-hmm. a big impact. So you need to build that into, in a way that, like I said, it's rigorous on one side, but very flexible on the other, in that it's not like, you know, let's try a bunch of things and see what sticks, right? You put some rigor into assessing where you're going to put your resources and how you're going to build that portfolio. But you want to spread that portfolio out in a way that's, you know, could be a combination of quick wins and disruptive ideas in the same portfolio. And as things progress, you continuously look at that portfolio and say, okay, which of these ideas or projects are going to be impactful and how? Mm -hmm. And then some some ideas are going to be look oh you know so so or okay at first, and then they could end up being a unicorn. Some ideas mm-hmm. could look really great at first, and then they don't pan out. So you need to give them some progress, some traction to see where this is headed, okay. and then and then you make a decision whether you want to continue with that project. Or not. So, but because you, but because you have a portfolio of these ideas, hopefully, if you build it right, some of them will work out to be, you know, good value, and hopefully, a few of them are going to be really impactful. Okay, no, that's great. Uh, you're sort of like a, a venture capitalist in that sense. You're playing a number of cards, number of different hands. Well, that's that, there is a ask you know. Sorry, sorry, offer. Uh, let me ask you another question. Um, my own experience of startups is that usually there's some other dri- technology-driven idea, but usually, actually, it turns out it's a very narrow part of the value in the whole value chain. And as you get closer to market, you realize you have to bring a bit more value. Your, your great technical idea really needs to be a solution. Is that something you've seen? Yeah, so I think... A lot of startups early early stage specifically uh, have very focus narrow focus on the technology, but and, and this is something that you know throughout my career I've been looking at things from both business and technology. So it's not just what this what this technology sorry what the technology is, mm-hmm. but what it can do and what is the value that you can create from it. Right. So it's not some shiny object you know cool demo that it, it's it was the value that you can create from this and and working with startups sometimes you know the the correlation is is rather clear sometimes you you know you meet a startup and they have this really interesting technology but the solution could be much more interesting in a different domain so i've met with a startup in in cyber and they had this really interesting technology but the value was much greater if you took that into the operations aspects mm. rather than the security aspects. And once once we kind of um, unlocked that, the the value became much more significant. That's a that's a great example. Uh, probably where you where you earn your your bread. You know, you you've an insight. You see a wider scope for the technology and you're able to match technology to an actual solution particularly to get this israeli point of view which i think is uh, a really interesting view for particularly us in europe where i think israel has stretched ahead 
I'll just give a few numbers that highlight the ecosystem in Israel. So there's over 6,000 startups, you know, being a number one country in terms of VC investment per, per capita or number one in terms of NASDAQ listed companies outside of US and China, all with less than 9 million people. And the ecosystem is also very wide in terms of the technologies and the verticals. So obviously you have cyber, but also AI and networking, automation, industry 4.0, entertainment, automotive, um, you know, from early stage to very, you know, scale up and mature startups and, and large corporations. So you got a very wide perspective in terms of, of technologies and, and stages of startups. And what's more, on top of the strong entrepreneurial spirit from a collaboration standpoint, it's also a very open and and uh, collaborative community that further helps drive new innovation. So leveraging on the knowledge and the connections uh, within the ecosystem. So yeah, it's a, it's a really great ecosystem to be part of. But at, at this stage in the podcast, I always like to ask the guests what they like to nominate a song to play out on. So I don't know if you've had some thoughts about that. So you asked me that and I found it was harder to <laughs> to select one song uh, because I wanted to make it meaningful. So so I started my thought process by by looking for a song that was more on the storytelling, since I really uh, believe storytelling is a very powerful tool. But most of the storytelling songs that I had in mind were kind of depressing. So I so I pivoted into. What we really need these days is something that can drive positive thinking and really help focus on, you know, the positive aspects, you know, COVID-19, we're going to get, we're going to see the other side of that. And so I went with something that I really believe is, has a positive uh, effect on me personally. Uh, So I went with Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Oh man, what a song. What a song. I absolutely adore that song. It's so simple and short, but still, it just, it's the very first notes, you know, where it's going to go. Brilliant song. Exactly. Well, thanks for, thanks for being on the podcast, offer. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Not at all. i uh-huh.